Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. What are people searching for? First of all, there's more psychic people than ever before. We have sort of a hunger, I think, to believe in. you know more than we all wonder it's like the age old question of humanity like what's the nature of the universe what happens when we die what is what's god, what's our relationship with god divine you know like universe like what's it all about hi i'm dr amy robbins and welcome to life death and the space between podcast where we discuss life death consciousness and what it all means. Psychic mediums seem to be popping up, popping up everywhere these days. Once they were shunned and hidden behind closed doors. Today, many are out in the world and are being used for business advice, to deal with grief and loss, and all kinds of other issues in your life. Lisa Campione is one of those psychics and her new book, Awakening Your Psychic Ability, and the Psychic Awakening Journal help you tap into your own abilities in a very thoughtful and careful way. Welcome, Lisa. Thanks, Amy. It's so nice to be here and be talking about this topic. And it's totally true what you said. I used to have to hide and I feel so much better now that I don't. Yeah, I think that, you know, obviously many, many people are out there now with their psychic abilities, mediumship abilities. But in your book, you talk about really being careful as you start to move into this space, which is a very important and dear to my heart topic because being in the mental health field as well and seeing people who either want to open up to these abilities uh, or also want to seek out someone to help them with, you know, issues from a psychic perspective. I would love to hear some of your thoughts on both of those things, you know, in terms of opening up, but also seeking knowledge in that way from a psychic or medium. Um, well, I think especially if we have mental health issues, it's really a good idea to go slowly. I don't actually recommend psychic development for people that are, you know, if your um, mental health is a little unsteady, that you definitely want to concentrate on, um, you know, grounding yourself, getting yourself in a healthy state. And sometimes a quick psychic opening can destabilize people's um, mental health, mental health issues. And, um, and yet a lot of times people who are struggling with mental health are extremely psychic. So, and that sometimes this can be the problem. And I, I often wish, and I have worked a lot with people that have mental, all different kinds of mental health issues, teaching them how to ground themselves, how to do some psychic protection, how to manage their gifts, how to turn their gifts off. Um, and I think that can 
help us stabilize, you know, our, our mental health, you know, I always say there's a, only a few letters difference between psychic and psychotic. And that's, you know, certainly where, what happened in, when I was growing up and starting to work as, as a psychic, they could put you in a mental hospital if you saw, you know, dead people and talk to uncle Fred. And, you know, back when I was a kid, I really knew that I, I had to be quiet about what was going on with me because it wasn't considered normal, you know? And I'm just really grateful. And I know that does still sometimes happen, which is really sad. You know, people undergo a psychic opening and get really scared or the people around them get really scared. So I think we have to be very, um, very discerning and very mindful as we enter into this um, area of psychic development and do it in a healthy way, get a teacher, get some support, Um, you know, don't don't do what you see on the um, on TikTok all the time or what you know what you're seeing on paranormal TV shows. Like be thoughtful and mindful about it so that you can open psychically in a way that really maintains you know your health and safety on really all levels of your being. So can you help me understand? There's different ways that people might start to open up psychically, and you talk mm-hmm. in your book about sudden psychic openings. Yeah. What? particular what will cause a sudden psychic opening and what are the different ways that people might start to open up psychically yeah so some people open up really slowly and gradually and that's sort of a more easy to manage you know it's just like over time you're you just notice your intuition's a little sharper and your you know your psyche's a little more on um, but a lot of times, and especially now more than ever, people are having these sudden psychic openings. And that's when it, it's sort of like the, a light bulb turns on and the light floods the room and you're like, whoa. And um, and it is can be very disorienting. It often is very disorienting for people. It's generally something like um, a near-death experience. You know, I know you work a lot with that on your podcast. So many times people come from a near-death, come back from a near-death experience with much more psychic ability. It could also be the loss of a loved one. So if you've had somebody near you die, that can happen. It can be like a lot of, um, you know, spiritual development. So I see people who undergo rigorous spiritual growth paths. Like you, you go to intensive yoga teacher training or you go into a very intense meditation practice. You know, a 10-day silent meditation retreat may, you know, really... <laughs> open you quicker than you're um, prepared for. Or these days, a lot of it's through um, plant medicine, psychedelic journeys. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it happens very often if the people are under supported or they're, you know, they're not really prepared for what can happen. And that, and then we, we can have a problem really, you know, where if we feel overwhelmed. We don't know how to turn off the information that we're getting. Um, you know, you can't go into public without getting way too much information about everything that's happening around you. So I work a lot with people that are that are undergoing these sudden psychic openings and um, or even like a tragic, like a sudden or tragic loss in your life or a change in your situation. And so many of us went through that during the pandemic, you know. So I think now now more than ever, people are going through these sudden psychic openings. So what does one experience when they have a sudden psychic opening? Is it that suddenly they walk in a room and they feel like they're picking up on everybody's energy? Is it that they're seeing um, entities, hearing voices or hearing? um, Because you you say in your book, perceiving, not seeing, perceiving, right? That there's a a shift in perception. Yeah. How are all the different ways that this might present for someone? 
I think all of the things that you mentioned are possibilities and it really depends on what psychic channels we already have open. You know, like I'm a visual psychic and so I see things I always have and a vis visual psychics are actually sort of the most rare. So a lot of times people think they're not psychic because they're not perceiving through the visual channel. And that's why I like the word perceive and experience because I feel like it connects us to the other psychic senses that are actually much more common. So it really depends on what psychic senses you already have, you have open. I think the ones that disconcert people the most are the seeing and the hearing, you know, so, or sensing, like you can just all of a sudden, all of a sudden sense the presence of spirits around you all of a sudden get precognitive experiences. Like you just are, are ca catching glimpses of the future, or maybe you have a big increase in your dream activity. Like you're dreaming your head off. And um, sometimes those dreams come true. Um, maybe you just really know things about people that you don't know why you know, or it could even increase your level of empathy. So you, if you're an empath and a sensitive that way, you might feel very overwhelmed by, um, you know, being out in public or, you know, the other people's feelings, emotions, and physical sensations are sort of flooding you in a new way. That's often um, how, but can happen through any of the psychic senses that we have. Can you speak a little bit, I'm assuming you're, when you're talking about psychic senses, you're talking about the Claire's? Yes. Okay. Can we, can you just review those? My listeners, for the most part, know what they are, but just if there's anybody new who hasn't heard of them before or is interested in just refreshing their memory around what specifically they are and how they align to our actual physical senses. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, such a great question. Um, so I always start with one that, that is, doesn't formally have a name. In fact, I gave it a name. I gave it a Claire name because I mm. felt like it deserved that. And it's the body. I call it now, I call it mm. Claire somatic, you know? So yeah, I've not heard bodies, that one before. Yeah. Our bodies are extremely powerful psychic um, sensors. So our body, our Claire somatic sense is very attuned to our physical safety. Your body always knows what's going on. It never lies. And it's constantly telling you the truth. So, you know, you're going to feel things in your physical body. Maybe you feel like changes in your breathing. Maybe you feel like goose flesh or shivers. Maybe you feel like I get this sort of um, tingle in my crown chakra or a rush of energy up and down my spine. Like our bodies are very attuned. And that's why I really encourage my students to get grounded. We have to be in our body or we miss that one. And then we have clairsentience, the feeling sense. This is the one you have if you're an empath. And it's, uh, it's a feeling more, and it can be connected to emotions, emotional feelings like, um, but it's often we experience it like, I don't have a good feeling about that. Or I have a good feeling about that. If you find yourself saying that a lot, you probably have clairsentience and we have to mm. feel our way through things, you know? Mm. Um, then there's claircognizance, the knowing sense. And these, are, we can connect them to the chakras, you know? So I'm sort of going up the chakras here. Um, the clairsomatic is your root chakra, clairsentience is the navel chakra. This one is your solar plexus chakra. And when you have that one, it's, you, you know, you don't know why, you know, you just know. And a lot of times this one is, um, has to do with where we get hunches or nudges. And the, I know the one that every can, everyone can relate to is when we first meet somebody, we, mm. we have a knowing, like you know, right away of what's mm. going on with that person. Now these three ones together really are the foundation of our intuition. So our intuition is our inner knowing, our inner feeling, and what our body is telling us. And when they line up, they all agree with each other. That's a time when you really need to pay attention and listen 
And mm-hmm. we all have stories and experiences of what happens when we don't listen to our intuition. We know that, you know, usually doesn't go well for us. And then we got, kind of go up. I feel like the heart has is very psychic. And so I made up another Claire that I call heart relational. Um, uh, Claire, Claire relational, you know what I mean? And it, our, our heart, it's sort of like seeing through the eyes of our hearts and people who do that really understand the meta, the meta context of what's happening inside their relationships. You know, Mm -hmm. you can feel in your heart that something's not right with somebody or this relationship isn't going so good. And, you know, something's off or something's on. Our hearts are incredibly psychically attuned to the, the relational context that we're in. You know, we also have the throat. Um, which is connected to clear audience, how we, how we hear, you know, that little voice in your head. Most people don't hear things with their physical ears, but we're dealing more with that little voice in our own head that's talking to you. Mm-hmm. Um, we have taste and smell, which are also highly um, underrated and really common, actually. So what you might taste, and especially when we're dealing with the spirits of loved ones who've crossed over, Mm-hmm. So, so often that you might smell cigarette smoke or someone's perfume or taste, you know, I hear s- stories about people who taste their grandmother's cooking when their grandmother is present in the room, you know, that the, because taste and smell are very connected to our memory, they're, mm-hmm. they often come through, you know, our loved ones announce themselves through those things. Mm-hmm. And then we have clairvoyance, which is people have somehow, unfortunately, connected clairvoyance with psychic so it's somehow they're synonymous now and they really shouldn't be because all of the other clairs are super important but and clairvoyant is seeing things seeing things usually um in our mind's eye sometimes out of the corner of our eyes you know and generally speaking it's not seeing things with your physical eyes although sometimes that does happen so that's it those are i give you i give you seven clairs that are connected with the chakras and so are the three that you talked about initially, um, the Claire, did you say Claire somatic? Claire somatic, yeah. Claire somatic, mm-hmm. um, Claire sentient, clairvoyant, um, Claire cognizant. Are yeah. those three sort of like the grounding points, mm-hmm. the ones that are typically perhaps a little bit easier for people to access because they are those first three chakras. And if you are like rooted and grounded, you will be more easily able to access those, which may be a little less destabilizing in the same way, in, in, in a way yeah. that some of the higher chakras and the um, other clairs can be a little bit more I don't want to say frightening for people, but I think if you suddenly out of the corner of your eye see something or you start hearing things and it's hard to distinguish, mm-hmm. you know, is that the the voice in my head, for lack of a better word, you know, my own kind of um, thought process or is that something external? Is that kind of how you're differentiating them? I hope you're enjoying the podcast and videos so far. Please consider supporting Life, Death, and the Space Between on my Patreon page at Dr. Amy Robbins. You can donate any amount you feel comfortable with. Also, we are actively looking for sponsors. So if you or someone you know is interested in sponsoring the show, please reach out at DrAmyRobbins.com. I truly appreciate any support you can give. Yeah, it is. And those lower ones, I really want to say everyone has. You know, mm-hmm. whether we pay attention to it or not, everyone has ex- have had experiences with those 
those three lower chakras that really make up our intuition, our inner knowing. And it, sometimes they make a distinction as intuition as our inner knowing, our inner wisdom, guidance from our higher self. And psychic is actually um, where we get information from outside of ourselves. That would be like mm. our spirit guides, our angels, you know, and beings that are that are not ourselves. So I think we're pretty comfortable with understanding we're getting information from ourselves. We're just used to that. And it can also be a challenging concept for people that are new to this idea that there's these other beings that are giving us information. That's what psychic is. So I think like if you really want to do some psychic development, start by noticing, paying attention to the the what's happening in your body, what your feelings tell you and what your inner knowing tells you because you're going to it happens like 10 times a day. And if we're paying attention to that, I I recommend a journal um, you know, just getting a notebook and calling it your psychic journal and starting to write down inside that when you have those experiences, because they can be quite ephemeral, you know, like you could have a really intense knowing. And then a few days later, totally forget five minutes later, totally forget it unless you write it down. And if you do write them all down, you're going to be amazed by how psychic you you're, you already are, because we all are. Why do you think there's been such a boom of interest in this space of people tapping into these abilities? I mean, it's, you know, obviously, historically, there were many people who you, I mean, there were, you know, medicine healers and shamans in indigenous cultures, but now it seems to be moving much more into Western culture, although not totally accepted, certainly more accepted than it has historically been. And yeah. and with that comes many people who are charlatans, who are pretending yeah. to be psychic or mediums and are, I mean, you probably have it too. I constantly have people on Instagram trying to impersonate and get money from people. Yeah. By the way, I would never, ever do that. So if you do get that post asking for it, but why do you think that there there has been this boom in this interest in that? What are people searching for? I think there are a couple of things. I think, first of all, there's more psychic people than ever before. So I think people are going, you know, as we go through this shift in human consciousness, more and more people are opening to these things. I think we have more things that, that help us open, like back, you know, years ago, hundreds of years, thousands of years ago, if you wanted to do this stuff, You'd have to climb, you know, the mountain into bed and like knock on the monastery door and beg them. And then if they if they decided to teach you, they let you in and they teach you yoga, Reiki and meditation. You know, I, I call those the psychic opening trifecta. Mm -hmm. Now there's yoga, Reiki and meditation on every corner. And, right. ev you know, everyone's doing that, which I think is great, you know, but those things tend to really, really open us. And then I also think there's this sort of surgence of of paranormal things on tv paranormal radio shows podcasts t psychics on tv you know ghost hunting on tv like it's become kind of a ufos um, everywhere ufos everywhere right so we have sort of a hunger i think to believe in you know more than we all wonder it's like the age-old question of humanity like what's the nature of the universe is our what, what happens when we die what is mm -hmm. what's god, what's our relationship with god divine you know like universe like what's it all about and we just have, I think, more access to, um, to to that kind of information and some of the stigmas coming off. So I, when I was researching my book, I found this old 
Gallup poll, remember Gallup polls from mm -hmm. the 80s? And they polled, it was a, it was a kind of a big one, like 6,000 people. And they've of those 6,000 people, 80% of them said they'd have a, had a psychic experience. And 80% of them said they had never told anybody. Yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. And so that tells me it's been going on all the time. It, it's just we were really quiet about it because the stigma around it was pretty powerful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you talk about, I love, I love how you, you, kind, you connect the physical with the psychic. And you talk about opening, well, most people talk about opening up the third eye. You talk about opening up the pineal gland to activate yeah. the psychic senses. I know if anybody's read Joe Dispenza's work, he talks a lot also about the pineal gland and the importance of opening it up. Mm -hmm. Can you talk, speak to why that part of our body is so important and how we can begin to open it up and what opening it up helps us to do in terms of opening the third eye? And for yeah, people who don't know what question. the third eye is, can you describe what the third eye is? Yeah, it's such a great question. I love that question. So, it, you know, the pineal gland is this funny little gland, sort of almond-shaped or the pine, like it was shaped like a pine cone, which is why they call it the pineal gland, right at the center of our brain, kind of, you know, like right between the, the brain, for the hemispheres of the brain. And it is actually right behind this point that we, you know, on our forehead that we associate with the third eye. It's an interesting little thing. It has um, it has optical nerves in it. Why does it have optical nerves in it when it's mm. in the center of our head? You know what I mean? It's, ne it's never going to see the light of day. And it has a lot to do with our, um, you know, like it, it basically produces DMT, which is the um, that, that chemical in our brain that allows us to have peak spir spiritual experiences. And we get DMT hits when we do psychedelic drugs, you know, or we do meditation. There's things we can do that sort of, that the the psychedelics like really open like flood our brain with DMT. So and that's and also, I believe, correct me if I'm wrong here, but I believe that that's what's released as people are dying. Yeah, and there's a belief that near death experiences mm -hmm. are not really that, but are actually the release of the DMT. So yes, I, yes, and so that it's a bit of a chicken or egg thing. Like you mm -hmm. know, scientists are like we're having that experience because there's this big release of of um of DMT. And I think, well, that's happening because death is that experience. Death mm -hmm. is the peak spiritual experience we all have in our life. You know what I mean? Um, and I just so got the goosebumps when you said that, <laughs> just, just for everybody to know when we had start to have those, <laughs> I guess that would be a right. clarisomatic experience, right? It's like yes, death it is a peak Very spiritual good. experience. There it is. Okay. Mm -hmm. right. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Right. Yeah. And that goosebumps you have, I call that the truth sense. So the truth sense is like what happens in our body when we hear the truth. Or when we hear mm. something that like resonates like deep, like mic drop level truth to us, you know, mm-hmm. um, and everybody has like what. So thank you for sharing yours. Um, and we we can do things that open our pineal gland like meditation. Um, you, there's certain kind of like breathing meditation. You breathe up your spine and you concentrate that breath on your forehead, you know, and that's a, a ages like yogis have been doing that for thousands and thousands of years. Um, and we can clear our meditation, our pineal gland by kind of minimizing some chemicals, fluoride, chlorine, bromine tend to shut it down. Um, that's why a lot of people have gone off fluoride toothpaste because it, you know, the fluor- fluoride is one of those things that calcifies this gland, um, actually. And so you can also open it using, um, I love hemisync or biurnal beats. There are certain frequencies that you can use that open that and when we do it's going to vastly increase your psychic experiences in particular your your um clairvoyance and also one that i did that i didn't talk about that i made up a new name for which is our our crown chakra has its own psychic sense i call it i think i called it clair cosmic <laughs> because mm. it helps us connect with these you know universal energies with our personal experience of divine energies, whatever that is for us. And so when we open the pineal gland and deeply connect with it, we feel a bigger connection with God, divine universe. We feel the presence of our guides coming in, you know, and speaking to us. And we open our clairvoyance, our ability to see things from, from a larger perspective and from a spiritual perspective. So you brought up the topic of guides. What are the role, what do you see as the role that guides play in in our spiritual life and the different, how they might present themselves differently? Yeah, there, we all have them. And I've done like, you know, thousands, thousands of readings um, on people, never met a single person that didn't have a whole committee. We have, it takes a committee, it takes a team to help us. Takes a team to help get you through this life. <laughs> it does. It's really hard down here, you know? And it is. It's really it is. challenging on so many levels. And it's like when you're up in, in um in, in heaven, I always called it soul world when I was little. When you're up there in soul world, you know, you're like you're picking your team that's gonna come down here and help you um, you know, deal with the, the difficulties of life. And so we all have that and, and they play different roles for us. So some might be like protectors or guardians. Some are teachers or healers. Some are like, you know, truly guides, like they're here to show us our path. Um, and they might be all different types of beings. So they might be loved ones that you've known, people that you've known that have crossed over. They might be angels, which are not human beings. They're, they're kind of their own thing. It might be nature spirits or the ascended masters. You know, the spirits of animals, there's sort of an infinite variety, as far as I can tell, of these beings that who are choosing to assist humanity um, as we go through this difficult process of being alive on the planet as a human. And how do you yeah. differentiate? Like, I, I know when I meditate and I ask for my guides to come in, there's always one that seems to show up much more pronounced than the others. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah. 
and sometimes I feel like there aren't any others that that actually kind of, that that step forward. How do you differentiate in your own personal meditation? What are guides or or when you're doing readings for people? What are guides? What are loved ones? What does that different energy feel like for you? You know, um, I think it sort of depends on you know, which ones we're dealing with, like the, our beloved ancestors, like the ones who have gone before us, they often just show up to kind of cheerlead, you know, they're like, they're watching, they're curious what we're doing. They're really invested in, you know, they're, they're like a cheering squad, like, look at you go, we're still here for you, you know? Um, And they like, look what you're doing with your life. How interesting, you know, they, they kind of come to cheerlead. Um, They're usually less, directive you know they're they're not going to tell you what to do but more just show up and, and assist like give you companion company you know and encouragement along the way and some of the higher level guides the angels and the you know ascended masters they're really about helping us uh, achieve our evolution so sometimes you know they're um they might show you the path a lot i feel like a lot of times we're we're in these stuck in these patterns where we continue to make the same bad decisions over and over again. And your guides are like, I'm going to fully support you if you really to do that again for the hundredth time. And it didn't work the past 99 times, but maybe you want to try this other thing, mm. you know? And um, so they're, they'll sometimes assist us and, you know, they never, they're never going to shame you or criticize you or tell you, you know, anything hurtful. They're here to support you no matter what, really unconditionally they do. But they're often trying to sort of widen our lens of our perception so that we can, you know, see things we can't see. Like they're, they've got this, you know, mile high view looking down and seeing the bigger picture where we're just trying to like hustle and get through the day most of the time, you know? Mm -hmm. So they're, I think they're, like giving us opportunities, you know, to, to choose, make other choices. That's the best way I can put it. They can't interfere with our free will. They, you know, we have to ask them for assistance. Um, and that sort of ticks over every day. So every day before you get out of bed, just ask your guides, like, look, I don't know what I need today, but please come through and help me. They, um, and they, they can't really always interfere. They actually can't interfere in other people's free will. So there's no sense in asking your angels to go over and make some make so and so do something that doesn't work. Mm -hmm. Um, And they they're not invested in helping you avoid the consequences of your own actions either, because that's how we learn, you know, so they're not Mm -hmm. always going to clean up the mess that you made. They'll hold they'll hold your hand while you have to deal with the mess that you made, but they're not they can't help you escape the consequences of your actions. So there are sort of rules that they have to abide by that help us without taking our spiritual lessons away from us. And are those rules, these universal, these sort of universal um, cosmic rules, is that, is that what you're referring to? I think so. Yeah. I think they really are. Like we, we have a, you know, free will. We live in the free will, this, our planet, our dimension that we live on is free will based. So Mm -hmm. we have choice and that's one of the biggest reasons why we come here. Um, and we also have cause and effect, consequent karma, you know, and consequences. And so we have choice and then we have the result of our choices, right? Mm-hmm. And it's experiencing the consequences and results of our choices that we really mature as souls. So, you know, just like if you're a parent, you, you don't do your kids homework for them because if you do, you might help them do their homework, but if you do their homework for them, then they, they, they don't learn that they don't 
learn how to, they get to the test, they can't do it on their own. And that's not helpful for anybody. And you, you talked a little bit about, you mentioned spirit guides will always be guiding you positively. There are, there are entities that are negative. What would you call them? How would we, how would one recognize them? How does one deal with that? I think a lot of people who are thinking, oh, I'll just play in the psychic space and see what happens. You know, you talked Mm -hmm. about like people who get Ouija boards, which I also did as a teenager. They were accessible. I don't, I guess kids don't, they don't do that anymore. They're only on their phones. So there's no like fun seances that they're having. We all did it. Right. You know, Um, and there can be, they can be a problem, you know, so there are definitely unsafe psychic practices. And I think of like psychic, it's like being street smart. You know, if you're have your wits about you and you have some basic rules and regulations, you know what to do. You do not walk in this neighborhood, right? Um, so the Ouija board takes you to the bad neighborhood. The, those negative spirits, I call them entities. And they're, they're just beings that don't have our best interests at heart. We know they're around because they feel creepy. They feel mm. icky. You know, they're scary. Um, and so many of us have had, like, when I grew up in a pretty haunted house, and I, you know, I feel things walk up and down, walking up and down the hallway in my, you know, outside my room, and I'd be like, what is that? <laughs> you know, and it didn't feel good. So we, every single human is, whether you're psychic or not, capable of this kind of discernment. So mm-hmm. things feel good, they feel neutral, or they feel bad. And you do this a hundred times a day when you meet, when you, when somebody new walks into the room, you're instantly good, neutral, bad. It does it takes you what, like a second to figure right. that out. Um, and the same thing holds true for spirits. So we can use that same good, bad, neutral thing for spirits. And when we, you know, unfortunately, the Ouija board is like a direct portal into the lower astral, um, bad neighborhood in the psychic world and tends to attract and invite lower astral entities, which are really going to make you feel bad. They're going to tell you you're not good enough. They're going to um, promise you things, um, flatter you, flatter your ego um, and or and then get mad at you and punish you when, you know, like, you know, things don't go well. And so we want it. And it does happen with a lot of new psychics. You know, or if you if you're watching a lot of paranormal TV, if you're do, don't do the things you see on paranormal, you know, ghost hunting shows, don't take the Ouija board into the cemetery on Halloween and expect that that's going to be a good experience. Why are those easier? Why do they come through? Those entities come through with a Ouija board versus just you sitting in meditation. Well, I it's a bit like Ouija board was designed to be a communication tool for bring, communicating with spirits from the other side. So, unless you've strongly developed your psychic senses, you know, it's hard to do that on your own. I mean, you could do that. You could go there if you're. If you're very open and trained as a psychic, you're going to get that information anyway. But it's a bit like a, a telephone or, you know, a notepad between you and the spirit world. So it's like a doorway or a portal that creates a communication possibility between our dimension and this lower astral dimension, which is not a good place to be. Mm-hmm. So you've mentioned the lower, the different, the astral realm. Can mm-hmm. you walk us through the different realms in that exist? Yeah, there, there's, as far as I can tell, an infinite 
amount, an infinite amount of them, but we really only have to worry about a few because we're just going to encounter a few. So the astral realm is sort of the one directly next to our realm. So it's the, it's the one we encounter when we first open up. And it really has three levels to it, the astral realm. There's the lower astral. The middle astral is where dead, the dead, stuck dead people go. So ghosts go there. And the upper astral isn't so bad. Many of us go there. Like if you astral travel, if you have out of body experiences, you're probably hitting the upper astral. And it's not still, we want to rise above. We want to go up, you know, up the, um, you know, dimensional scale into the higher realms, the upper realms, like way up there, there's heaven or soul world where we go when we're not embodied. And beyond that, there's the angelic realms and, you know, the realms that the ascended masters live in. Um, all the way up, you know, where where divine beings live, all the way up to God, God it, itself, you mm -hmm. know, sort of at the top. Mm -hmm. And then there's the low, realms that are lower than where we are. We definitely don't want to travel there. And we also have them to the right and, and, and left to the sideways of us. And on one side, we have, um, you know, the, this astral side of the astral where departed souls are. On the other side, we have the world of like fairies, nature spirits, and they live just one shift, you know, one room next to us where we sometimes we can glimpse that world or experience that world through windows or portals there, but there it's a slightly different dimension than we are right now. So I'm trying to envision this in my human brain, which is very hard to do when you're talking about these concepts because they don't feel human yeah. based. Yeah. Are They're these, not really. Are these like worlds? Are they energetic um, vibrational places? Are they like a dollhouse? <laughs> and you're like on one floor, we're on one floor, the next floor up is, is you know, a different vibration. We're not talking mm -hmm. about, you know, these spirit guides as we are human in, in bodies kind of meandering around, right? I like the dollhouse. I think that's probably pretty, um, pretty accurate, you know? Okay. Um, I, I see them. Does anybody even know what a dollhouse is anymore? Right? <laughs> have we have we gotten away from even playing with dollhouses? I think that's a good one. I wish I had thought of that for my book. I think it's good. Um, uh, a qu the quantum people say they're bubbles. They're around bubbles, and then mm. the bubbles are 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 next to each other, around each other, above each other, below each other, and anywhere where the bubbles connect, there's a, like a little bit of place where where we have this intersecting reality and. And lots of people say, so it's multidimensional. They're really just dimensional in a different dimension. Um, and people say, well, UFOs are multidimensional. That's why we don't find spacecrafts is because they come in and out of our dimension or cryptids, you know, mm. things like, you know, um, um, the, the, the Sasquatch or, and, and, you know, Loch Ness Monster and things, why we don't find their... Um, the Bigfoot bodies because they're not exactly in our dimension. They're one. They're one dimension shifted over. So there are times when we, when you know, when you look through the window of the dollhouse into the next room, or the bubble touches for a minute, and you can see through the dimension, or almost more like a Venn diagram. There are places where, for just a minute, the we have over overlapping, our dimensions overlap just a teeny bit. Got more goosebumps, mm -hmm. All you know, and in that again. mention in that. Yeah, and that in that time in that place, then you're like, oh my god, there are ghosts here, or oh my god, that is that a big fit? Is that a UFO? You know, because we, you know, 
we, we're just getting a little bleed through from these, uh, these other dimensions, these multi-dimensional places, the mm -hmm. multiverse. We already know it's a multiverse, right? And so those of us who have more, who are more, I shouldn't say who have, because I do believe that we all have, but who are more yeah. apt or in tune with their abilities and more open to these experiences will have more times when maybe it bleeds through. Yes, or more ability to perceive, you know, the bleed through. Mm -hmm. And I think there are times when the bleed through is so strong, everyone sees that, you know, everyone, like thousands of people saw that UFO or many people saw that, you know, Bigfoot or the ghost ship or what the spirit in this here and there, you know, so sometimes it's that it's so strong, but I, I do love the old fashioned word ESP, extrasensory perception, because I mm -hmm. think that people with nat natural psychic abilities are just able to process more sensory data than other people. Or we think about like what's we can see on the visible light spectrum. Like we mm -hmm. know we can only see like a very, you know, small range, re relatively speaking of the visible light spectrum. We call it the visible light spectrum, but we know there are ranges of light beyond what we can perceive. And I think psychics are, or, and like you said, anyone can really train themselves to do this, just like expand that. They see a little beyond, you know, what's normal or average mm -hmm. for, for that kind of perception. Well, and, and when you put it in those terms, it's not dissimilar to the, to a dog, for example, we don't question right. whether or not there are pitches that a dog can hear that we can't, mm -hmm. right. or there's things that they smell that aren't there because we can't smell them. Exactly. They're, that sense for them is just heightened in a way that ours is not because we don't need it. So why could it not be that way for this? Exactly. And, you know, our, to think that the entire universe fits inside the wee, wee little brains we have, you know, our brains are so small, process so, relatively speaking, so little of the reality that's around us. Our sensory process, processing apparatus is pretty average, mm -hmm. you know, like, and to assume that reality is only inside that parameter just mm. seems like real hubris to me, you know, and it's sort of liberating when we can open up the field, like, well, let's, let's just understand there's a, just because we can't perceive it doesn't mean it doesn't exist. And mm -hmm. then that we stretch our perception with telescopes, microscopes, with scientific equipment, you know, and then all of a sudden, you know, now we can believe, I mean, we do as humans, I think need to, um, perceive it to believe it. <laughs> and, um, and me too, like, I really, um, I keep an open mind about things, but I don't really believe them until I experience them for myself in some mm -hmm. way. So I get it, you know, why we are that way. That's just human nature. But yeah, I, think I mean, I would think know, this is all nonsense if I didn't have my own personal experience. Sure, me too. Me too. Or I'd have been like, that's nice for other mm -hmm. people. You right. know, or maybe it's true. If they, you know, if, like, if they want to believe that, and that makes them mm -hmm. feel better, then I totally... Right you know, no, no harm, they, no foul, but yeah, right. No, but I'm not no, but no way. <laughs> yeah. And I think there's, that's a lot of that is what drives kind of the paranormal, the ghost hunting or paranormal research and things like people who really want to have their own experience, you know, so they kind of put themselves into situations um, where they, they can do that. I just think there's some, we have to be, I'm not saying don't do it. I'm just saying be really wise if you do it, because sometimes it's a, to me a bit like, well, I don't really believe in sharks. So I'm going to chum the water and then jump in to see if sharks are real. Mm -hmm. 
you know, mm-hmm. but that doesn't seem, you know, all that cool to me, or there can be problems with it. You know, if you're interested in that, definitely do it, but get some good training, like work with, some, right. you know, go, don't go by yourself, work with professionals, get the training that you need so that you're, you know, you can get in the shark cage if you want to swim with the sharks. You will definitely believe in sharks after you do that for sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, the, and maybe that's the point. Well, Lisa, if people are interested in your book, your work, your trainings, where can they find you? How do they learn more about the work you're doing? Because you do do it with real integrity around making sure that people are prepared, that they aren't going into the space kind of willy-nilly collecting all sorts of entities along the way, which can affect your energy. It can be dangerous. It can be scary. And it can be destabilizing. Yes. All of that. Um, so come and visit me on my website, lisacampion.com. I have a lot of, uh, um, I have a great YouTube channel with a lot of instructional videos about how to do stuff. Definitely. And a lot of free resources for people that are looking to develop their their psychic abilities or turn them off, turn, turn them down, turn them up, whatever you got. I've, I've got something for you. Well, thank you so much for your time today, for sharing this with us. This was such a fun conversation, such an interesting conversation where we just really explored many different aspects of psychic phenomenon. So thank you so much, Lisa. Thank you, Amy, for having me on your podcast. It's been so fun. Like what you heard today and want to hear more? Wondering what comes next and what it all means? Head over to Apple Podcast, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, or anywhere you get your podcasts and hit subscribe. Also, if you could take a minute to rate and review my podcast, I would really appreciate it. Stay tuned as we continue to explore life, death, and the space between. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.